Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. How dare you? How dare you? He put the cheese on the cracker. Keys to success. Pray before the end. (laughs) Hampin' OB. I know what I'm talking about, and the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hampin' OB Show starts now. The Hampin' OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur and the guys here after a very disappointing 20-17 loss in Cleveland. So many opportunities for the Bears. The defense really giving the offense some chances, but uh, the offense not really coming through when uh, it was needed. Couldn't no, convert on third down. Yep. Period. But, Game, set, match. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, folks, again, we, we talked in the pregame about, uh, obviously, this was uh, one of those games that, by hook or crook, this was like a pivotal game. Could they – Try to do something miraculous and um, win three in a row. Get back into uh, kind of the conversation about not only getting into the playoffs, but you know, being viable, being a team that uh, other teams would have to be kind of looking at and saying, "Hey, look out! The Bears are getting hot." Well, guess what? You make the mistakes that we made today, and it was just a, a, a long list. I mean, starting with the offense, just refusing. To engage in the second half, we gave up a 17 to 7 lead going into the fourth quarter, giving up 13 points. But not only that, we had a fail Mary chance at the very end of the game. And, you know, we'll talk about this at length, but the Hail Mary, obviously it's a prayer and you, you, you practice it sometimes, but Essentially, what it is, it's a, a free-for-all. And everybody is is down in the goal line trying to make a play. And 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 Mooney, Darnell Mooney, had a chance to win the game. The ball is, is, is batted around, caroms over and hits him. He's on his back, but it hits him in, in his lap, and he can't make the catch. All that being said, Danny, we should have been going downfield all day long. All day, all day, and all it, day long. Eight, three and outs. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, they're a good defense. You, you might have three or four, maybe five, but eight, three and outs, especially in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line and the momentum had switched. And now the 50 year old Joe Flacco was starting to forget about the three interceptions and start to make plays. I'll tell you what, Joe Flacco, folks, three weeks ago was laying on the couch watching the games, okay? Today against us, he was the quarterback, obviously. Now his offensive line, of the five people on an offensive line, four starters, or four starters were not playing on two positions, Not only a backup, but the backups, backup, were playing. And the one play that just calls me to to wherever, it was in the fourth quarter with about 3.15 to go. We were, uh, this is about sweat, by the way, our phenomenal pass rushing and, 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 and another Hall of Fame, great. I'm so sick and tired of hearing these words about these people. We can't even win a damn football game. Anyways, 
Sweat, our pass rusher, our $100 million man for four years. You know where he was? It was 3.15 to go in the fourth quarter. Sweat was on the sidelines. You know what happened on that play? The Browns scored on a 51-yard TD pass to Cooper. And where was Sweat? Standing on the sidelines. 3.15 to go in the fourth quarter. Our all-world $100 million man who was supposed to be out there on the field, especially on a particular play like that, he was on the sidelines, and they complete a 51-yard touchdown pass or a 51-yard pass against us. And again, where is he? He's standing on the sidelines. Now, folks, this is unbelievable. And, 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 and you know another thing that's unbelievable? Our quarterback. I hear this one more time uh, about this kid being a franchise quarterback. I'm gonna, th- I, I'm gonna tell you something. He passed today in four quarters for 166 yards, and you know what's that? If that ain't brutal enough, their two safeties were out of the game. Cleveland's two safeties, and in the first quarter, their cornerback went out, so they're only playing with one first stringer out there. They're playing with backups. Three of them on defense and four offensive linemen are out, and you got backup. Then you got backup backups playing offensive tackle. And we're sweet, sweat, I mean. And again, let me say it again because it's, it's beyond aggravating. You pay a kid this kind of money, you get him over here to be a destroyer, and you, you, Eberflus, have him on the sidelines on a play like that, and it goes for 51 yards. Come on! You got your 11 guys out there on offense, your 11 guys on defense fighting their hearts out, and you people can't even get a place in that we can convert on third down. What On third down, we were 4 of 18 today on third down. Wonder why we lost the game? 4 of 18. And it's the same damn thing Every week, folks, it's the same thing. It's unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I jumped around here a little bit. I'm, I, I haven't been this aggravated. I, I, I'm struggling for words to tell you the truth. Andy, jump in here. Three one two, nine eight one seven two zero zero. That's the phone number, and uh, we can uh, certainly accommodate your phone calls. Appreciate you sticking with us here. So let's uh, let's start right now. Let's get out to uh, Todd in Plainfield. You're up first here with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Todd. Hey guys, I'm just in disbelief after that. Game. How do you play and play call so conservatively after you have the lead every single game in the fourth quarter against the top D line in the league? How do you not get fields out of the pocket? You run so much throughout the whole game. You set up the play action. How do you not run a bootleg or something? You have seven plays. You have opportunities at their one-yard line in the first half to score a touchdown, and it takes the seventh play. What is this coaching staff doing? It's unbelievable. But you have to give credit to the defense, though. But the offense stinks. Todd, it Thank wasn't you, seven. You're wrong. It was eight plays to go a yard. Who's counting? With four consecutive plays. penalties involved. You know, you're, you're exactly right. We talked in the pre in the pregame how important it would be 
to be able to utilize that one asset that Justin Fields has maybe over any other quarterback in the game, maybe everyone except one or two, and be able to get him out on the edge and let him buy time and let the receivers matriculate and be able to find and isolate, you know, opportunities. They never did it. They never, they, they, all day long. And not only that, you know, the defense, we got three interceptions. How do you lose a game that you get three interceptions? How do you lose a game when you hold their offensive running game to an average of 1.8 yards per attempt? And yet, our offense comes to the rescue of the Cleveland Browns and plays down and plays stupid and gives the game away. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Just look, you know, about passing. This this league is about passing. It just truly is, okay? Our quarterback, correct me if I'm wrong here, gentlemen, somewhere, in four quarters today he threw for 166 yards. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, I don't know if I said this in the open valley, volley, I was so damn aggravated. Their quarterback, who was, who was on the couch three weeks ago, against us, against us today, threw for almost 400 yards. He threw for 374 yards. I don't want to hear one more word about this guy's sweat. I don't want to hear anything about our defense, and I'm sick and tired of hearing about our offense and our Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay? We're losing games. We've only won five games this year. What do we have? Three games left? Three games left. Three games left. And we won three games last year. And it's right in front of you. How could a guy sitting on a couch three weeks ago, 38 years old, come in and throw for 374 yards, almost 400, against our defense and our quarterback against that when they don't even have safeties back there, the backups are playing, and he throws for 166 yards. Come on! It's enough! It's enough of this losing it's enough of these mistakes. It's enough of, of all kinds of excuses, one after another. Well, we're going to get better. Well, we would have done this. We're going to do that. No, you haven't done a damn thing but lose. That's what you've done. We ran 70 plays today for an average of 3.4 yards per play. Lose. Think about this. That's as bad as Cleveland's offense was, they averaged over seven yards, twice as much. And, and again... We're trying to see progress. We're trying to see, you know, the, the, the fact that, hey, we, we now have an offensive line that Justin Fields can feel a little more confident about. We now have a, a difference maker out on the outside in DJ Moore. But yet, these numbers are historically bad. The, the, you know, the, the, the dregs of the NFL average almost five yards per play. We couldn't even get to four. 3.4 yards per play, 70 plays in the game. That gets you beat. And more, that's a great point, Danny. And more, folks. Uh, uh, more about this, the passing game. What, how come it, the last play of the game, you know, the Hail Mary into the end zone. Okay. We've we've got we've got receivers. We got especially two that have tremendous speed, tremendous speed. Why don't we go in the first quarter and try to put the game away? In the second quarter, try to put the game away. In the third quarter, try to put the game away. Why don't we traverse the field in the intermediate passing game and the long passing game, folks? You saw it again today. What 
What, how come we can't watch all the other teams? The ball's being fired down the field. Watch us. Okay? We'll go to the bubble screen, the slip screen, or whatever you want to call it. You go to some out patterns. There's no sense to what we're doing in the run game and in the passing game. There is none. We have no play action. We have no sprint outs. We don't go deep in the passing game. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Wish we could. 2017, the final. Browns over the Bears. We'll take a timeout. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to your calls right after this break. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Down three. Fields on the roll. Sets up. Throwing deep. He's got a man out there, and it is juggled and dropped by Robert Tunyon. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. That was the kind of day it was. Yeah, I just want to say this quickly here, and Dan, you take it from there. You know what? The two things, and if you heard me talk and you heard Dan talk, the two things that that, an offense that is so vital, I mean, there's a lot of things, but the two, to convert on third down and to go downfield. It's play after play, quarter after. It, it's it. They don't do it. They don't do it, folks. We four out of what eighteen times, and you hear me from week to week. We don't convert on third downs. We don't convert on third downs. We don't convert on third downs. You've got to convert on third downs. You eat the clock up. You move the ball down the field, and you score points. And we don't do it. And why in the hell we don't throw the ball over thirty yards? consistently in all four quarters from game to game I have no I absolutely no idea why because we have some a couple of quality people that can get downfield and they can catch the ball although one today had it in his hands and he dropped it talking about Mooney but the fact of the matter is they're 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 viable and they're, they're a positive and we don't use them yeah and you're right there on the bumper one of the few times we did go down the field Tanya hits him right in the hands and he drops it. I mean, it's, you know, and, and yeah, I could say, well, they were concerned about the weather and the ability to catch the ball and all. Other people catch it. Why can't we? 312-981-7200. Back to the phones. Let's go to Dave in South Florida. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, hey, guys. Great show. Uh, I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and uh uh, I call you guys like religiously every single every single week uh, if I try to, and we've been talking about second, uh, third, and fourth quarter collapses now. Denver against Denver, we collapsed. Um, against the Lions, we were up twelve with four minutes to go. Today, we were up ten with a, a quarter to go. How much does that? Uh, account to coaching and game plan. And secondly, Hampton, I got a question for you. There was a play, it was like a third and seven, third and 15. Robinson, uh, our defensive end, starts to rush Flacco, who's probably slower than half the guys who's 65 years old, and then he stops in his tracks and backtracks like he's going to cover any somebody out of the backfield when there was nobody in the backfield. I don't know if you saw that play. But he could have had a sack on that play. I just, I'm disgusted with the game plan. The offensive game plan, like you said, OB, is horrible. We don't play to win. The end of the first half, Bingo. why don't you try and kick that field goal? 
Why don't you try and kick that field goal at the end of the first half to get points? That's the difference in the game right there. We don't do it. We try and throw a Hail Mary, which you know 99% of the time, it's not going to work. I'm just sick of the game plan. I'm sick of the coaching. Everybody has second <coughs> excuse me. Everybody has second half adjustments and they always beat us in the second half with third and qu- fourth quarter adjustments. All right, Dave, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Some great points. And you know what? Yeah. A lot of times, defensive linemen, if, if they turn you loose, guess what? They're drawing you in. You're thinking, oh, it's a screen over, over the back of, you know, behind me. I'm going to stop and back up. I, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's crazy. Defensive linemen, you paid to rush the passer. Do your job. 312-981-7200. Line open for you. Give us a call right now. Let's go to uh, Patrick in Chicago. Patrick, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, bud. Hey, I'm not going to be one of them guys that blames this on the referees. That, uh, uh, OB's already uh, carpet-bombed all the guys I got in mind. Well, I, I do, do have this to say. Tunyon never dropped on balls when he was playing for the damn Packers. And as far as the, uh, Luke gets it, if he needs a ride out of town, I'll give it to him. It'll be in the trunk with zip ties and a gag on, but I'll give him it. <laughs> my, my beef is the refs. I'm tired of it. At the end of the half, uh, Fields throws a, rolls out, throws a pass. One. Two, three, boom, he gets whacked by the by defensive lineman. No flag. No flag. Now, you're a referee. you got one job to do, Mo. One job. And it's to protect the quarterback. That was so easy. Helen Keller could have made the call. But, no, he doesn't throw the flag. Then I'm flipping channels, and I watch Tommy DeVito slide and get absolutely whacked by two guys. He's out with concussion protocol. Again, no flag. No flag. I, 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 I watched the 49er game. Purdy gets an elbow right in the face, right in the mug in front of the referee, and he don't throw a flag. What's going on? Holding calls, Miss. There was a holding pl- uh, uh, deep, uh, uh, about a 15 or so yard gain down the sidelines by the Browns. Clear holding on it, and the announcers laughed about it. And in the meantime, what there's Goodell there at the game, and what's he more worried about? Well, whether we're going to play in Munich next year. How about your police and your referees? Fire these guys. I'm wondering if they're gambling on the games. I swear to God. I know it sounds crazy, but it ain't hard. It ain't like Paul Horning and Alex Karras had to go to the bar and find a bookie. These guys just get on the phone and make a bet because they are they are controlling these football games, and it's getting to be old. But Justin Fields is getting whipped around over and over and over again, and they don't throw the flag, and I don't get it. And it's become more and more frustration. Fields actually said he talks to him before the game. Says, hey, guys, you know, I'm not going to slide, fake a slide. I'm not going to fake going out of bounds. And they look at him, and he still won't make the call. All right, Patrick. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. Patrick, you're exactly right. That should have been a penalty. The the half should not have stopped. They should have been given another play after a 15-yard assessment. But why didn't they? All I can tell you is, I don't know what you do for a living, but a lot of times, deep in somebody's heart, they don't want to be told what to do. And all week long, we heard on the radio we heard at the press conference that everybody was all up in arms that Justin Fields was taking these extra shots. Oh, because he's a mobile quarterback and he can run. Oh, now the quarterback is not going to be protected. Or, you know, something along those lines. And the officials have basically made this kind of uh, uh, this decision that, hey, if you're going to run, you know, we're, we're we're not going to protect you 
like a, a traditional quarterback in the pocket? I don't know what the answer is, but you're exactly right. It is criminal, criminal that these are not being called when the opportunity is shown. And you and I and everybody else should be up in arms about it. Well, you know what? I like to go back to earlier when we, when we just, when we went on the air and talk about Flacco. Okay. He's 38 years old, folks. And three weeks ago, he was home. He wasn't even in the league. Okay. I don't know if he's selling newspapers or what the heck he was doing. Okay. They, their quarterbacks go down. They bring him in. Folks against us. And of the five offensive linemen, four of them starting are not playing. He's got a backup and two backup backups playing. Okay? You think our defensive line and linebackers would have had a field day of going after Flacco. They should have destroyed him today. And what happens? Those backups took care of our defensive line, and I don't want to hear a word about this guy's sweat. Not one word. He throws for almost 400 yards, folks, against us with backup offensive linemen. Two tackles, and both of them, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, the offensive tackles, the both of them, the left and right, were backup backups, let alone not a starter. And he throws for almost 400 yards. And our Hall of Fame franchise quarterback throws for what, 166? 166. Give me an ugh. Half and OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. More coming up here in just a moment. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot round, hot round. Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Okay, facing a four-man rush. Pressure comes. Let's go. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports. Have it all be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. That is who brought it today. Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. The card to bring through it all. And, of course, it was uh, officially two and a half sacks today for Montez Sweat of the Bears. Four sacks in the game. However, the Bears lose to the Cleveland Browns after having a 10-point lead after the third quarter. 20-17. to That was your final. And, 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 and again, that's incomprehensible. He has two and a half sacks. And yet, you know, despite the three turnovers of picking off Flacco, one for a pick six, one to the five-yard line, we lose. There you go. Yeah, it just seemed like the offense did not help the defense much at all as far as, far as the field position was concerned and just didn't take advantage of any of those opportunities. Do you think Chamber Fluce is going to be using the word we didn't play complimentary football? That's I a possibility, so. yeah. yeah. That's a nice little buzzword that he has there. You know, Danny, uh, uh, I just, I, I've, I've got a situation here. If you talk about you know net yards passing, basically 148 yards. Now, folks, you got to remember, and I think I've got my information correct, their two safeties, defensive safeties, were out, didn't play. And I think it was in the first quarter, one of their starting quarterbacks goes, cornerbacks goes out. So they only had basically one guy back there that is, has been playing and, and, uh, and constantly doing what he's supposed to be doing from play to play and game to game. But your two safeties are out. Wouldn't you think that your offensive coordinator would scheme a passing game to take advantage of that situation. In other words, the backups that have to come in. Wouldn't you try to take advantage of those people? Wouldn't you? 
and try to try to exploit really, it. Yes, really open up the passing game. And net yards, we only passed for 148, and they net yards they passed for 348 with a 38-year-old quarterback. They figured us out, Danny. How is it possible? That it's incompetence. You, you can't That's have the a word. passing game against when they got two of their top guys in safe defensive safeties are not even on the field. 312-981-7200. That is the phone number to call. Take part in the show. Raising the Stakes, which is sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. We'll get it figured out. Hang on, yeah. and Sammy will talk to you right now. Uh, today, by the way, we have a $50 winner since the Bears did not win. Rick Martin is his name, and he's going to get a $50 gift card to Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. We will have $200 up for grabs uh, before the next game. That'll be against the Arizona Cardinals at Soldier Field coming up. So we'll uh, get on that. And we'll uh, hopefully uh, Sammy's able to resolve the situation at hand here, as we say. Yeah, Ted, the situation will be taken care of. Just hang in there, buddy. The holiday season, it'll be okay. Absolutely right. All right, let's go uh, continue with the phone calls. Let's get out to uh, Mark in Rockford. Mark, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Yeah, hey guys, it's Mike, but that's okay. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Uh, anyway, listen, I know who took Ted's uh, $300 gift card uh, for the steakhouse. It was the McCaskies. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, happy holidays to all of you. And, um, Merry you know, Christmas. I just want to ask OB and Hamp this question. This, this is really, I just want to ask both of you. And if you're a producer who screens the calls, if you guys could please leave me on for about two minutes, then not disconnect me because I'm actually babysitting my grandson. And they don't have a computer here, and I don't have a smartphone, and I can't listen to my answer. So, can you leave me on for a few minutes? I'm just going to ask a quick question and get the rebuttal. You got it. Real quickly, what would you two do at the end of the season, regardless of the outcome of the next three games? Are you cleaning the house? Are you getting rid of all of them, including polls? Or are you just getting rid of this coaching staff, and are you, are you moving on from fields? And I'll just stay here and listen if your guy can leave me on for a couple minutes. All right, Mike, I'll put you on hold so you can can listen. All right, do you want to go first, Toby? Well, I'll tell you. What I would do, and uh, if I said anything different, I wouldn't be true to myself or true to you listeners, there'd be a house cleaning. Mike, there would definitely be a house cleaning. Because what it, here, just what it tells you right now. This game, we convert four out of 18 on third down. You got to convert on. Convert on third down. That's the most important thing. Our pass game, our passing game, especially the intermediate or deep passing game, is null and void. Null and void. Defensively, I I, I don't know. We're, look, all we do is lose. All we do is lose. And on important plays, when you even think of, of what's happening, our key guys aren't in there. They're standing on the sidelines when it's third and eight, when we're in the red zone, Okay. They're, they're, they're on the sidelines. What is Sweat doing on the sidelines in, in what was it, the third quarter or fourth quarter? It was the fourth, fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. With, and they, they, they played two up. plays. Two plays, and I, I saw him raise his hand like, okay, somebody come in for me. I mean, you know, you yeah. can't have that. And so what, what would I do? Oh, I definitely, Iberflus and this entire staff, that's for sure. They are gone. Gone. And I would bring Poles in, and I would sit him down, and I would ask him some very hard and serious questions. You're the one you made the trade for Sweat, and you gave him how much? You're talking about giving this kid almost $100 million, of which about $73 million is guaranteed. And the guy, 
against the Detroit Lions about approximately three weeks ago, played only 62% of the downs, and when it was in the red zone and when it was in, in, in third and long, he played half the plays. There were 18 plays in that game. He played nine. You know where the other nine he was? He was on the sidelines. That falls under, you got to be kidding me. So what would I do? They're gone. Gone! You know what? Okay. You would have to kind of take this, you know, it's a line item type of, a, of, of you know, of, what would you call an evaluation? Trying hard doesn't, doesn't cut it in the NFL. It's about, you know, accomplishing the You don't goals. have the time, to. Hey, hey, you know, it's been two years. What have we done to show that we are a better football team than we were a year ago? Not much. Not much at all. The offense, completely stagnant. Why they, hasn't our quarterback advanced? Why hasn't he gotten better, been, Dan? He, there's been certain spots. Now, you don't get rid of Justin Fields. He has to play one more year under his rookie contract. You get one I'd more. I'd find a way to get rid of him. Well, it doesn't, you know, that's all going to be hashed out at the end of the year. But think about the way this team started this season. The opening four losses. To me, I, I, I would have got rid of them all back in October. They weren't ready to play, Dan. They weren't. There's no question. And it's inexcusable. And whose fault is it? And coaches. Go no further. That's yeah. exactly where it was. That was the problem. And the coaches, not the players. And the word is incompetence. 312-981-7200. Get back to your phone calls. If you're there on hold, please stay there. Happen will be Hang sponsored tight, by folks. your local Chevy dealer. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. First down over the middle and it's Continue sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Happier player of the game defensively. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. And he needs to give an assist to T.J. Edwards, his running buddy, who uh, blew up the uh, receiver and the ball was just sitting there in the air and Edmonds took it to the house. And, of course, that's part of the uh, the frustration of the 20-17 to 17 loss that the uh, defense had three picks today, and uh, the uh, Bears offense not really able to take full advantage of that in blowing a 10-point lead. couldn't get out of their way. As OB said, they were 4 out of 14 on third down. Yep. You're going to lose. Then they were 4 out of 18. Uh, excuse me, 4, four out of 18. 4 out of 18 on third down conversions. You're going to lose. And, and, again, just some of the things that just totally mystify me. How the hell is it that we could play a team – and 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 defensively there you know whatever but offensively too and and to have four of your five starting offensive linemen not even not there not playing on the field and 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 we go against this team and we lose it was a fourth quarterback they started three other quarterbacks <laughs> before this guy was signed off the couch folks we're not making this stuff up okay and anybody that starts talking about this coaching staff and this guy and this person, it is bad. I'm telling you, people, this is bad. This is a bad coach football team, and we've got a lot of bad players on this team. few good ones, not enough. 
312-981-7200 is the number. Let's get back out to those phone lines and say hi to Ed, listening in Texas. Ed, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, thank you. Good evening, uh, gentlemen. Um, I uh, would like to, I hate to do it because we went to the same high school, uh, disagree with Mr. Obradovich. I believe that you're being too hard on Sweat and Fields because Sweat did produce three sacks. Uh, the defense did hold the Browns to 20. They held uh, when there was a muff punt. And I think that, that perhaps they got tired in the end. Uh, and as far as Fields, it appears as though he watched the other guy, Bajent, when Bajent was starting and picked up a few things from Bajan and made a few improvements. Uh, I, I blame Getze, uh because when they got the lead, it was run, run, screen, punt. Run, run, screen, punt. Uh, and I think the uh, – and Mooney. Mooney and the other receivers should have stepped up when uh, – what's his name? D.J. Moore was a little bit giddy. Hey, Ed. I think Mooney Ed. and the other receivers should have stepped up. Yes, Hold sir. on. Everything that you've just said, I've said. Everything that you've just said, I've said. Okay. You guys answer there. We, I think we lost. We got disconnected from, from Ed there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. we've heard those points quite a bit. I mean, yeah. what, what, what the hell is he talking I think, about? I think what he's saying is, hey, Montez Sweat was involved with uh, two and a half sacks. He, You know, he had a lot of good plays. Playing against a backup backup, not exactly. even a backup. But it wasn't okay? enough. And when it's third and eight on critical downs, he's on the sidelines. I'm not supposed to say that? Get out of my life. 312-981-7200, the number to Austin, Texas. And this is Robert. Robert, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening. You know, the uh, performance of Justin Fields today and really uh, is a setback uh, and uh, really dampens the optimism, that uh, perceived optimism of his improved play from the last couple of weeks. And really reopens the the question, the issue of the Bears' inability to draft and develop uh, a franchise quarterback going, unfortunately, all the way back to the Sid Luckman days of the 40s. And I I emphasize the word develop because I concur with you all that uh, I think the majority of the issue with the offense is coaching with Getze. And as we've talked about week after week after week, they're just uh, and he's, in, he's not a capable offensive coordinator. But a question I have for Dan Hamp along these same lines about you know Bears being able to find a franchise quarterback. In 1983, draft, the Bears drafted Jim Covert number one, which was a great you know draft choice, Hall of Famer. But they also had a, another draft choice in the first round, and they drafted Willie Galt out of Tennessee, a very speedy receiver who was a good player for several years. But when they drafted Galt, Dan Marino was still on the board. And my question, Dan, is if they would have drafted Marino, the Bears, instead of Galt, would they have had multiple Super Bowl victories in the 80s instead of just one in 1985? All right, Robert, thanks for the call. You know what, and it's subjective in the sense that, okay, think about this, you know, it um, uh, our, our offense wasn't that sophisticated. It was all, you know, built around the running game of Walter. And, 
Uh, McMahon had, uh, you know, a number of uh, spots where he uh, he flourished and he did some pretty good stuff, but he wasn't always available. And, you know, the old saying, uh, availability is the most important ability. Dan Marino, he played a long time and he, you know, withstood a lot of, uh, you know, violent blows on the field. And if we would have had somebody that we could have been more than competent as he was, you know, would he have been what he was? Under Don Shula, maybe not, but I, I, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, and it's just like Mahomes. We take Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes. Go figure. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Got a couple of minutes before we have to hit our uh, bottom of the hour news break. Let's go out to Elgin Teofilo. You are up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hello, Dan Hampton, Ed Obanovich. Uh, much love and respect. Thank um, you, sir. I'll make a, I'll make a quick sir. Uh, both of you, uh, they got to get rid of the coaching staff. Uh, Justin Fields, he's a good athlete, but he's just not for the Bears. It's been three years, and we're still under 500. And uh, just a quick question to both of you guys, because you guys will play defense. Dan Hampton, Mr. Ed Obradovich, can you you remember your first sack? And what player and what NFL team you got your first sack in the NFL? All right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yep, I sure do. It was the fourth game of my rookie year against Tampa Bay, and I had, I think, two <coughs> Two or two and a half in that game, and yeah, it. it and I, I, I've said this before. There's a trick to everything: playing music, working on a car, whatever, playing football, and it just kind of like everything changed. And that's what you are hoping for with these young players. And we keep waiting for Justin Fields to kind of snap out of it and start making those plays that look simple. And unfortunately, it just he hasn't been as consistent as he has to be. Ob, as far as I'm, no, I can't. I can't remember in 11 years that I played. I, I can't remember uh, which quarterback it was or, or what team. I just, I, I really couldn't. Come on, say Johnny Unitas. Huh? Yeah, no, makes, I just, I makes could. for a good story. I just tell the, I'm just tell the truth. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> All right, guys, we have about a minute before we got to get to our uh, bottom of the hour break. I don't want to uh, get a short change of caller here, so we'll uh, hold the callers until we get to, uh, after the news. If you're there on hold, please stay there, 312-981-7200. Let me, let me ask you the guys this question, too, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about Luke Getze, and we talk a lot about the, the game planning and the, and the play calling. And I have a head coach who's actually acting as the defensive coordinator as well, and I'm wondering still about oversight as far as – how much say Matt Eberflus has when this game plan is put together, first of all, and then during the game, how that attention gets so divided between trying to call defensive plays and then worrying about the offense as well? Well, and from top to bottom, you got to say, okay, Eberflus, since the time when they, they uh, terminated Allen Williams and he took over the defense, it's gotten better. Right. Statistics are statistics, OB. Facts are facts. The defense had been playing better. On occasion, much better. But all that being said, as the head coach, you're responsible for all of it, everything. And it's impossible to say that he has had the effect of, of trying to mentor Getsy along a certain path to try to improve the offense when he's got his hands full with the defense. And that's why you have a head coach and not just one guy coaching everything. Well, here's a simple fact right here, Dan. Okay. 38-year-old quarterback that three weeks ago wasn't in the National Football League, and he he led led a team and beat the Chicago Bears today, and he threw for almost 400 yards. We have a quarterback in his third year drafted number one. We moved up to get him. 
and the lucky passed it for a little over 150 yards. Okay? That's it. Game, set, match, folks. 312-981-7200. The phone number. We'll take a quick break for the news, and then we'll come back and get to more of your calls. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. You know, the fourth quarter to me is all about finishing. You know, we got to finish the right way. You know, we end up giving up a big pass on defense. You know, the one where we held them to a field goal. And again, I got to make a better call. They had a penalty there. I end up calling a coverage, which, uh, you know, I could, I could do a better job with that. Head coach Matt Eberflus, after the Bears give up a lead after three quarters, they're up by 10. 17-7, they end up losing 20-17 to in Cleveland. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. And on one hand, it's it's refreshing to hear a coach kind of say something like that. But then again, we've this is a broken record. We've heard this how many times in two years? Yeah, and 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 again, all these games they seem to come down to a single play or two, and unfortunately, we're always holding the stick when it's all said and done. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. That's our phone number. If you want to get in touch with us and chat with Hampton OB on the radio, let's go out to Lagrange Park and welcome in Carl. Carl, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey guys, um, man, I've been a season ticket holder for 32 years. I got to see you play Hamp. Um, my daughter and wife were out Christmas shopping today. They came home. They're just like, what's the matter? Why are you so mad? I'm like, uh, I'm just so tired of these bears. And, uh, it's just been awful. And I remember that Hamp, that worst game, you remember that game up in, uh, Green Bay when Magikowski went over the line and they ended up getting a touchdown. That's how I felt after that game. Yeah, it's a gut punch. And and again, the uh, caller earlier uh, made the point about how we blew the Denver game. Mm-hmm. We blew the Detroit game. We blew this game. Think about it. Instead of five and nine, what would we be, eight and six? Think about that. And it and it's all these you know single situations that we always seem to be unprepared for and incompetent about closing the deal. But think about this, folks. We're in a reality of of a certain place in the the trajectory of the Bears. With losing this game, Ob, now Pandora's box is open. And what coach is going to be here? Are other coaches who's going to get fired? What players are going to be here next year? Because if they would have won today, then it would have been hard to say, oh, we're going to break up the ban. But now I think there's going to be a lot of changes talked about in the next three weeks. Danny, it's it. what it boils down to, I mean, there's so many things you could say offensively and deep. But it's boiled, it's coming down to this coaching staff. It truly is. It's not so much the players that I see it. Then I just I see it in this coaching staff. I, we have a head coach that's lost in space. I don't think he knows what he's doing, and I'm sure he's probably a defensive coordinator. And I think he's way over his head as a head coach. And and these other 24 coaches, 25 coaches that we have, my God. You know, you, you put a game plan together and you have a team that has a ton of starters out and, and, and you're coming off, you won two games in a row and you come and, and, and my God, you pass for 166 yards and you play against a team who had four quarterbacks. So the quarterback that played today wasn't even in the situation with the team that he's with. He was home. He wasn't even in the league. And this kid threw for almost 400 yards against us. How's that possible? Whose fault is it? 
Whose fault? Well, it's all on the head coach's uh, plate. And, you know, at some point... And you your just, staff, Danny. Well, and you got to say, okay, there is a certain level of incompetence that is holding this team back. Now, early in the year, we were not playing good football. We weren't blocking or tackling or getting after people. You can't say that now. We're, we're doing a lot of better things, but not enough good things that enable us to win games. Danny, we got, we get, we get interceptions. Why, why can't we put points on the board? We struggle to put points on the board. We truly do. And we struggle to take advantage of certain situations. And one of them is our third down situations. What's been a problem with this team for a, quite a long time. Folks, Four out of 18 times trying to convert. You're going to lose a football game. I don't care what happens. I don't care what happens. You're going to lose a football game. Think about this. Our offense had one touchdown drive of five yards after Eddie Jackson (laughs) ran it back to the five yards. That's a fact. And then... We had a field goal, and that that that's that was the sum total of their contribution: a five-yard touchdown drive and a field goal. All right, let's get to that. The that's nine, what I said. You were the problem. It's Eberflus and this coaching staff. Yep, it, it's right in front of you. And at some point, the head coach has to say it is not good enough, and we have to change. We got to do more about exploiting the weaknesses of the defense. And there were weaknesses to exploit, and of, of course, we're too incompetent to figure it out. All right, up next, we go to Adam in Lombard. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Adam. Gentlemen, how you doing today? Good, Adam. Hey, you know what? I'm really confused. Um, that play fourth and one. You kick the field goal. You're on the road. You're four of eighteen on third down. It takes you seven attempts with penalties to get in the end zone on that scoring drive. I, I don't understand the logic in that. You kick the field goal. You get the points and you move on. What is he trying to do? Okay, that was the play with Justin Fields getting tripped up. Okay. No, I don't. Is that what you're talking? Are you talking about in the fourth quarter or at the end of the first half? I think we lost him, unfortunately. But I, I thought okay, you were there was about a that situation triple. at the end of the first half where obviously Cairo Santo told him, "I can't make this." That evidently, there were 15, 20 mile an hour winds, and it was of a distance he didn't feel capable. Same thing when they went for it on fourth down and two, when Justin Fields got tripped up and he came up six inches short. Evidently, Santos told him, I don't think I can kick it and make it. And, you know, obviously, if they get the first down, it, it would have been game, set, match. We would have won. But, hey, it is what it is, and we come up short. And that right there is our Muller Auto Group game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Was it ever? Because they took over possession. They ran a couple of plays, and then on third down, we had, we've basically said this for quite a while now, Montez Sweat comes off the field, and then they put Green out there, and then they run a play, Flacco moves around in the pocket, buys a little time, and then he hits uh, number uh, two. Oh, Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Cooper yeah. 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 51 and, yards. And, and goes down the sideline for the game winner. And, you know, at some point – well, actually, it was a tie, but at some point, you just got to say, those are the moments that you're paying these people a certain amount of money to make a difference. You can't make a difference if you're on the sideline. Well, here's one more point, too. You know what? In the passing game, again, they threw for almost 400. We threw for what? 
what was it, 166 yards for an average, folks, of 3.4 yards per play, per pass. Okay? How many games do you think you're going to win? How many first downs are you going to convert? And that's what, and that's obviously, and we could go from week to week to week with these kind of stats. And it's apparently, it's okay. Well, I don't think it's going to be okay. We got three more games to go, and I don't know what's going to happen. But I'll tell you, tell you what, I think a clear out of this head coach and his staff, Dan, is looming in the near future. Now, is, is it for sure? I don't know. But my God, winning three games last year, winning five games so far this year, and, and you see from game to game, we can't pass the ball, we can't run the football, and we can't convert on third down. And you think, folks, we don't have a problem because that's exactly what happened today. That's exactly what happened. Couldn't convert on third down, couldn't score, period. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to uh, Rolling Meadows and say hi to John. John, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, John. How do you guys? Merry Christmas. I uh, I think our offensive line did okay against the best defense, but it's pathetic that we can only gain one or two yards. Our offensive line actually kind of picked up today, but they didn't. I said, really? One, two yards, this and that? I mean, they played the best defense, and they did okay, but we didn't. It's aggravating. It's aggravating. Well, it all goes back to the other. But we didn't do anything against them. Well, you're you're exactly right. It wasn't like the the situation of two years ago where our quarterback was pillaged for nine sacks. But all that being said, today could have been handled so much differently with a proper game plan of of running the ball and doing play action and a myriad of boots and getting the quarterback out of the pocket. You know, as a pass rusher, you know, we love it when we know the quarterback's going to be in the pocket. Come on. Now, when you got him moving around, then you got to have changes of angles, contained con- uh, concerns, all these different things. It changes everything. Exactly. And yet, we played stupid, incompetent football on offense. You're exactly correct, Dan. Absolutely. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll take a quick time out here, and if you are on hold, please stay there. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. First off, defense played a hell of a game. I'm not sure if they could have played any better for us as a team. First off, i got to play better as a you know the quarterback of this team, and I think we all got to be better on offense. Of course, their D-line. They have a great D-line, great rush. So I, got, so I know the guys up front, you know, wish they would have had a few plays back. Receivers, wish they would have had a few, few plays back. I mean, it's simple. We just got to be better. I got to be better. Justin Fields, after the Bears lost 20-17 to to the Cleveland Browns. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Tough game for the offense. Defense played fairly well in this game. But again, fairly well did not get the job done here today as the Bears lose after a 10-point lead. After three quarters of play. Full phone lines. Let's get out to the callers here. Let's go to Palos Heights and welcome in Rob. Rob, you're up with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hello. I love you guys for starting. I have a simple comment, simple question. Number one, I was like, do you, whenever they show the replays behind the quarterback, you could see several people open. And my question is, do you ever think that he'll learn how to get rid of the ball? Speaking of Justin Fields, who I do not hate, 
But will we ever get rid of the ball fence? Uh, because that, to me, that's the biggest deal of keeping them. All right, Rob, thanks for the call. Just curious if whether I, uh, if I'm understanding him correctly, with the view from behind the quarterback when they show the replay that there are players that are open, but Justin hangs on to the ball too long. Is he going to ever learn how to get rid of the ball quicker? Well, I, I've got a more decision to that, Rob. There's the coaching, <laughs> okay. Just because you're at this level, that doesn't mean you know you got to have people breaking everything down, you know, running passing game and whatever, and you got to get the game plan together. And a quarterback at this particular point in his life, and in this particular league, the NFL, you better know what's going on, and you're the one that has to put it in to work. You're the one that has to make it happen. And so far, what what I'm saying to you is, we have a quarterback that is not making it happen. Why? All we do is lose. Okay, that's what we do. We lose. You can talk about this, that, every other thing. We lose. That's the problem. There was a graphic during the course of the game that showed Justin Fields' first 17 games and his last 17. And you could see there is progress, especially in the amount of touchdown passes that he's thrown. But all that being said, we had a caller a little bit ago saying, you know, it seemed like it really helped Justin Fields when he was on the sideline with the bad thumb and he had to miss those games. And that when he came back, a couple of things were kind of obvious. Number one... Talking about Bajan, too. Yeah, well, he was watching Bajan. But a couple of things seemed to kind of jump out. Number one, he was better and quicker with his reads. Maybe, maybe just maybe, Bajan being able to not only flourish, but survive as a green-as-grass rookie... You know, basically kind of, you know, spooked him into saying, hey, I need... I need to be able to be better and learn how to do this. And remember back, what was it, week five or something like that, when he was saying, they're coaching me the wrong way. They're yep. they're doing this, they're doing that. It's not the way I, I want to play or I should play, this and that. Maybe it, it kind of impressed upon him that maybe the offense will work if I do get the ball out quicker. But today... There was many, many opportunities that he had to get the ball out, and he didn't. You a lot bet. of it, he was trying to evade the rush. Some of it, he was, you know, trying to buy a little time, find, you know, somebody to get open. But most of the time, a lot of the receivers, they were covered up. And yeah, you can always point out, you know, with a, a, a Snapchat photo of, oh, look at this guy. He's wide open. That guy's wide. You know, when you're in the pocket and everything's coming at you, sometimes you don't see it. But there has been progress. But if you think that this is the way you want to, you know, this incremental level of of progress, you know, from where he was, say, in September, I don't know how long you're going to wait. How long are you going to say we're going to hold the team hostage while we're waiting? All right, let's head out to Berwyn, and let's welcome in Frank. Frank, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, it's great to talk to you guys. Uh, I was reading an article with uh, Marshall Fox and talking about running backs today, how they're not actually getting into the Florida game. And some of the greats never wanted to come out of the game. And when you watch the Bears, they never seem to be able to punch the ball in on the first, and when they're down on the goal line. Well, 
and, and you know what? That's that's kind of, you know, when Eberflus said, oh, well, that's just the way we do things. Well, that's kind of the way everybody thinks now in the NFL. I think there's only four or five running backs that will approach a 1,000 yards. Of course, McCaffrey and a few others. But everybody else is thinking we're going to do, you know, uh, you know, a tag team or maybe even run – Three different backs, and there used to be this old saying that, you know, Walter, you know, he never really got into his groove until after his 20th carry. I don't know. I'm just telling you, maybe the way the game is, and OB, you love the fact that everybody is not only, you know, being more uh, preeminent about thinking pass first rather than run the ball, but in my mind, when you got a quarterback that's struggling at any time, a running game is his best friend, and play action and bootlegs would be just, you know, duh, don't be stupid, and we don't do it. And so, you know, the whole thing is like we're back-asswards in how we're trying to develop this offense. And you know what, folks? Andy made a great point when we were in break. He said, Getsy's like he doesn't understand the flow of the game. He doesn't have any feel for what he's doing. And most of the time, 80% of the time, yeah. that's the way it looks. It does. I mean, it just seems like there are those scripted plays, and come hell or high water, he's going to run them, and then he abandons things and tries to get cute when you're not supposed to get cute. Yeah, the speed sweep worked a time or two, and then, oh, we got to do that again, and then, you yeah. know, it's a loss. Well, real quickly here, mm-hmm. what, what, what we could have done, Frank, is, is, is what I've been talking about all this year, all last year, the year before, the year before. There are things that you can do that we just don't do. Again, why? where was the play action today? Where were the bootlegs? Where were the sprint outs? Where were we attacking downfield? Where were we attacking midfield? Where were we? We never did it. And you know what we did? We lost the football game. Another football game and another week. And it's the same damn story. And where is this coming from? Is it coming from ownership? Is it coming from the general manager? Or is it coming from Eberflus and his entire coaching staff? I don't think it's a mystery. Arlington Heights, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Patrick. Hey, uh, Ed and Dan, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Much good health to both of you. But um, Thank you, sir. You know, good uh, good. A good general can make adjustments in the middle of a battle. And my question is this. I think it was the fourth quarter. Um, somebody rushed the uh, fields, rushed the passer five times in a row, and you would think that the offensive line coach would put somebody over there or double-team that person because every time he rushed uh, fields, he got on them somehow. He rushed him to the point where he couldn't set up, and he also hit him a couple of times. I mean, what the hell is going on, excuse my language, with whoever's, you know, watching that and can't figure that out? (laughs) Thank you, Patrick. Okay, that plays right into what Andy was saying. He has a script, and the script has certain offensive sets, and, you know, Hell or high water, he's not going to adjust. <laughs> he's going to run those plays, and if the quarterback's taking a beating, he takes a beating. Yep. And I, whereas I remember, you know, certain really smart guys like Gibbs and uh, and Bill Walsh and those guys. If you start causing trouble, they're going to double you till you just get beat into submission. But not Getzy. Hey, 
I got this play. We're going to run it. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. If you're on hold, please stay there. We will get to you after the news. 312-981-7200. I'm not going to go over the exact yards, but we were we were uh, quite a ways back. You know, there were certain there were significant yards that were there that we needed to gain to to kick to go for the kick there. You know, the wind was significant that direction for sure. Habit will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Matt Eberflew is talking about the decision not to, to kick a field goal at the end of the first half. And uh, obviously those points would have been big in a, in a 20-17 loss, but uh, that's how it turned out. 312-981-7200. That is our number. We have a full set of full lines here, so let's try to get to some of these calls. We have a limited time left. We've got about 20 minutes until we uh, are out of here. Thank you for holding on, folks. We certainly do appreciate it. We certainly appreciate you sticking with us here as well. Let's go out to Rockford and welcome in Mark. Mark, you're up with that. Go ahead. Hi. I have a question. How is it that after every play, someone has to dance? Someone gets tackled, they dance. Someone passes, they dance. An interception, they dance. A touchback, they dance. I mean, if I really wanted to see a bunch of guys dance, I'd probably want to watch Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Johnny Unitas would be rolling over in his grave right now if he saw this kind of thing. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Well, Mark, there's, you know, it's uh, uh, the times we live in. You know, it's uh, everybody's got to have an open mind and... uh, and sometimes you just got to sit back and, and let certain things happen. And eventually, uh, you know, some rules will come in. Or maybe there might not be any rules. I, you know, I don't know. But all I can tell you is television in the, in the game in the National Football League in football has a lot to say about what goes on on that football field. You know, and if they want to put it on somebody dancing out there, a player dancing, or three or four of them, you know, and if that's what TV wants, trust me, Mark, it's going to happen. They're the ones that give the billions to the National Football League. All I know is what they say goes. I don't think anybody would be dancing if Mike Ditka was the coach. But all that being, I don't like it because it's self glorification. It's about me, 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 and beating on your chest. I'm sick of it. You know, play the game. It's a team sport. You want to do something by yourself? Play badminton. Out to Berwyn we go now. And John, you're out, you're up with having a be. Go ahead, John. Yeah, uh, I got a comment. Uh, uh, I, down through the years, the quarterback, I think you'll agree, is he's the more, most important player on the field. When it comes uh, crunch time, they elevate the talent on the team. They deliver. And more than likely than not, in the fourth quarter, they win ball games. There you go. Three games that we, three games that we lost this year: Denver, Detroit, and today. The quarterback on the other team stepped up in the fourth quarter, and they won the game. And we and they delivered the goods. We got a quarterback that can't deliver the pizza. Simple as that. Johnny, thank you, thank you John. That's what I've been saying. And 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 fields uh, and that's my opinion. Okay, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and my opinion is he is not a franchise quarterback. He's not anything close to it. I think what he is. I think he's a running back, or he would be a great receiver and put in the slot. Why? Because you could put him in a slot. You'd always have him in motion, 
And what he would go against are the defensive backs. Like if you get a defensive back that's like 6'1 and weighs 210 pounds or whatever, that guy's a giant defensive back. Well, this kid is what, 6'3 and about 230, Dan? And he can run. He's a great runner, but he's not a quarterback. And I would put him either as a running back or as a slot. Or the third option would be trade him and see what you can get for him. We're going nowhere with him at a quarterback. Two reasons why he's not an accurate passer and he still cannot read defenses. Just the fact it's right in front of you. And you want to know if anything tells you that? This game today told you that. They had a quarterback, Joe Flacco, pass for almost 400 yards against us. Three weeks ago, he's at home. Okay? Our quarterback throws for 166 and two interceptions. All right, time now for the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game. It's sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at curveballwhiskey.com. Who wants to go first? Uh, let me just jump in here quick. Okay. This was in the fourth quarter, right around 3.15 to go in the fourth quarter. And uh, the Browns had the ball, and and they throw a 51-yard TD pass to Cooper. They're, they're a brilliant receiver. Okay. And our best pass rusher, our $100 million man, Sweat. You know where he was, folks? He was on the bench. He was sitting on the sidelines. That's a fact. 3.15 to go in the fourth quarter. Where was Sweat? He was on the sidelines. And where should he have been? He should have been in the game trying to sack the quarterback and prevent a play like that happening. And he was on the sidelines. That's my bonehead play of the day. I, I've got a couple of them, and, and Darnell Mooney's involved in both of them. Number one was on fourth and a yard and a half. We go for it in the fourth quarter, and Darnell Mooney, all he's got to do is kind of block down on the on this uh, def- defensive back and keep him from getting to Justin Fields, who's trying to get around the end. He can't do it. Fields it gets tripped, comes up short. Also, think about the the bonehead last play of the game uh, hail mary into the end zone the ball gets batted over to him and it's right in his in his chest unfortunately he can't bring it in and those are the bonehead plays of the game again sponsored by curveball the original barbecue whiskey join the bonehead nation today curveballwhiskey.com is it gonna is it a sip it flip it or a smooth at night tonight it's it's gonna be a smooth and on the rocks it would go home and just relax and take it easy because i tell you what this is a game we could have won it's an away game. It's tough to win an away game, and it's against an eight and five team. And 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 we truly had a chance to win this game. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what happened? We got outplayed by the players, and we got outcoached by their coaches. That's what happened, folks. We got outplayed by their players and outcoached by their coaches. That's exactly what happened today. We had a 17-10 to 10 lead with 5 minutes and 18 seconds left. Did you hear what I just said? Yep. That's exactly. We got out. Coach, folks, the game is 60 minutes long. All right. Pampin OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. One more segment. If you're on hold, please stay there. We will try to get to you as We're fast get as we you. can. 312-981-7200. Hampton will be continues in just a moment. Uh, comfortable. I don't know how you're comfortable in the middle of a football game, first of all. You know, you got to be comfortable with the lead. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so um, I would just say, again, I'm not, I don't, I don't, can't speak for Mooney, but uh, I would just say our guys were wired in. They were focused. You know, we were going for the win. And uh, it's unfortunate we didn't get it. 
Have it be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. That was Matt Eberflus, I believe referring to that uh, Hail Mary at the very end of the game when we alluded to the fact that Darnell Mooney kind of had it uh, laying on his back and he just could not make the make the grab, couldn't squeeze it in. And that uh, ended up a 20-17 to 17 loss. Fuel up for the Bears' next game. It's sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and mileage farther with Mariano's. Next game kicks off on Christmas Eve. It'll be here at Soldier Field against Arizona. 325 kickoff, which means we'll be on the air with you at 2 o'clock for our pregame show here on 720 WGN. We look forward to being there and with you. we will be on right after the game also. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. We will be right on after, right after the game ends. We will have a postgame for you. There you go. Hey, and everybody's counting the Cardinals as, you know, DOA. Guess what? They gave the 49ers a lot of fits today. So it's going to be a tough game. Try to find a way to win. All right, let's head back out to the phones. Let's go to the south side and welcome in Daniel. Daniel, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, bud. Hey, guys, I think it's the culture. We can talk about, you know, the quarterback and everything, but it's really the culture. They tanked automatically last year, and then this year they came out and they're unprepared to play their first four games. And the three games they lost, Denver, Detroit, and today, they gave the game away in the third quarter. They should have came out and said, let's finish these guys. But they don't because they have a culture that's used to losing, and a lot of it goes back to the ownership for not holding the general manager responsible. He had the most money to spend in free agency last year and didn't fix the offensive line. They gave it to still the money. You paid Montez Sweat, and I do with you, Ed. Why is this guy not playing every down? I, I agree. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. And then Darnell Mooney, he said today that they didn't keep their they, – they got lack of days going in the third quarter. Well, you missed the key block. So it, it's a culture of losing. I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care who the quarterback is. I just want a winning management team in there that's going to have great position coaches. And you guys both know you have to have great position coaches that's going to hold players responsible and develop, sustain winning. But until they, the ownership decides to hire the right people or sell the team, it's not going to happen. And we're all going to be frustrated going 8-8 eight eight or being satisfied when you have one 10-6 season and they'll follow that up again by going 4-11. You guys keep it up. Love you. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, uh, that was one hell of a call, Daniel. I'll tell you what, I liked everything you said. As a matter of fact, we'll make you the new general manager (laughs) of the Bears. I mean, uh, you were spot on in every point. Great call, kid. All right, back out to the phone. Let's go to Kerry and welcome in Bob. Bob, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Um, I love your show. You make me feel a lot better after a loss. Um, my my question is, um, watching this offense and what what we're talking about every week is the offense isn't doing uh, up to par. So my question is, when Justin Fields comes to the line after a play is called, does he have the experience and the ability to change the play if he if he could, knows how to read a defense? And, and that's my question. I'm, I'm confused if he knows or if he doesn't know. And if he does know, why doesn't he do it more? Because obviously the plays aren't working. Um, and then my my final comment is, um, if these guys want to learn how to dance, uh, tell them to pull the tape from the 1985 Bears Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> then they can learn. 
<laughs> Thank you, Bob. Take care. <laughs> and that's one reason I avoided it. Hey, you know what? You had some really good points there. Think about this, folks. If you are watching tonight, and uh, we got a good game, Baltimore at Jacksonville, and Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't know how much uh, – I haven't watched Baltimore this year, but Trevor Lawrence has – been given the opportunity to check out a place. Now, it, there's a certain level of trust that the offensive coordinator, coach, head coach, all of them, they have to, you have to earn that and you have to show that you know the proper call to check to and all that. Right now, Justin's not even calling defensive, uh, you know, strength sets. That's on Lucas Patrick, the center. And it's, those are part of the development curve that he is still, you know, we're waiting on it. But all that being said, the RPOs, when we were playing Minnesota up there because they blitzed so much, we were running a lot of RPOs. When we'd go to the line, we threw 11 times, you know, the speed screen. Of those 11, seven of them were RPOs where if there are seven guys in the box, you throw it. If there's six, you re- you run the, the the dive and read the defensive end, and if there's five in the box, then you hand it off. So all those things, and how well did that go? It didn't go so well, did it? So he still is behind the curve on learning how to operate an offense, and you know that's one thing when you when you watch you know Aaron Rodgers, he comes to the line of a scrimmage. He knows what will work, what won't work, and he gets gets the offense into the best play possible. And if Justin can, but think about this: Getsy was a part of all that up in Green Bay. Yeah. Now was that Aaron making the decisions and the calls, or was that Getsy? I kind of think it was Aaron Rodgers. There's no question about it, Dan. All right, let's wrap things up uh, on the phone. Matt Lafleur, the head coach. Yeah, it was Matt Lafleur, probably. Let's go out to Las Vegas and welcome in John. John, you're happy to be. Go ahead, bud. Good afternoon, guys. I just want to make a comment, and then I would like to hear your response. If management doesn't know where the problem is, then it doesn't matter where I where we draft, pick our draft. If they can't see where our problems are on the team, then they deserve to go also. I'd love to hear your comment. Well, my comment will be very short. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, this 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 isn't like baseball or hockey or anything else. Boy, this football pretty much is a short season. Why? You got 17 games. And you got 53 guys on a team and you got 20 some odd coaches and it's a short season compared to the other professional games there are. And you better have your stuff. You better understand the game offensively and defensively and you better understand what the rules are. What the rules tell you how to play this game. You better understand the rules and you build your game plan around the rules. By that I mean... It's how you draft, how the people are that you draft, etc. You got to understand the rules of this game. Number one, that's that, that, a lot of good points there, Ob. And and you know, again, when you step back and look at this this season, you know, and we've we've talked about it. So, what would you say? At least fifty percent of the time, or sixty, or maybe seventy percent of the time, we found ourselves not only in ball games where we were unprepared, we were approaching a level of incompetence. 
More often than not, Danny. That's what I'm saying. And it happened again today. Okay, think about it. How many, you know, what what, what, what are we, 5 and 9, 14 games, mm-hmm. and 70% of the time we were not prepared for the situations that we were in. We found a way to win a few games by hook or crook, but, we're, we're, you know, is it incompetence? Being unprepared, not having a master plan, not being able to execute a plan, all those things. When it, when it, you strip it all away, the coaches are at the root of the problem. Absolutely, Dan. You know, it's just simple things. When you've got a great pass rusher, whether it's, he's an outside man, a defensive end, or an inside man, a defensive tackler, you've got a great blitzing linebacker and a safety that's a great blitzer, all right, you work around it, you work through it, and you get it going. And you put it in to, I mean, you go after people. Same thing offensively. You got a great receiver that has great separation and speed and hands. My God, utilize them. Guess what we do? Nothing. We lose. Today, we pass for 166 yards. Convert four out of 18 times on third down. And, and, and we're a championship team. Please. We are not a championship team. Can we? I doubt it. I think there has to be a huge move made after this season's over with. Gentlemen, enjoyed it as always. Unfortunately, the Bears lose it 20-17 to to the Cleveland Browns. Back with you again next week. We'll be on the air at 2 o'clock with our pregame show ahead of the game against the Arizona Cardinals. Hammond OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.